The following is a presentation of Marathon of History. Today on the Marathon of History podcast. I sit down and chat with Michelle and Crystal from the Strathroy Museum and we talk about all things that are going on at the Strathroy Museum and uh, as you could tell by that soundbite we talk about creepy dolls and we get into mini golf so it's a fantastic episode coming up. Funny enough actually on a personal note the Strathroy Museum was actually the first museum where um, I built museum um, exhibit components and that, of course, has grown into a big part of what Marathon of History does. But uh, So I always have a bit of a special place in my heart for the Strathroy Museum. Um, you know, it's the first place that uh, gave me a chance, so to speak. So, you know, anytime I can uh, stop in there, I like to. And there's always something cool going on. So here they are, Michelle and Crystal from the Strathroy Museum. Good morning, Michelle and Crystal, and welcome to the Marathon of History podcast. So, how was your summer at Strathroy Museum this year? Oh, it was good. Um, so, we had our exhibit on for most of the summer that was called Summer Fun. And it it was a lot of fun. We had a, a mini golf course that people could come and play. We had a almost scale model of the uh, the Glendale trailer, the Glen, Glenda? Yeah, yeah, Glenda. Um, and so, that was really cool. We had... Uh, it was a team project and we got to build it and then furnish it and everything. And it was very retro. It was a whole nice. retro vibe to the exhibit, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And we had almost 9,000 visitors through over the summer, which is great for us. And Excellent. then we had a whole bunch of uh, programs and events and so many things. Uh, I could go through them if you want. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Actually, I want to uh, go back to the mini golf. So you had yeah. a mini golf course inside the museum. Yes, we did. So, so we built, um, I designed it and we had one of our uh, other colleagues, Len, build it for us. And it, part of the exhibit, we featured the local golf courses here in town. Okay. And so there's a couple, there's a, a Willow Creek and um, Caradoc Sands. And we even mentioned uh, Frisbee golf and things like that. And so it was part of the exhibit to talk about golf and they were able to lend us some things too from, okay. from, when they opened, which was fun. And so we thought the mini, the playable mini golf course would be a fun interactive for people to come and definitely was really popular with the kids. Right. I think we, we started with, I don't know, 20 golf balls too in there. And they were just the plastic <laughs> ones. We didn't want to have right. the like hard golf balls in the museum. Um, I think we ended with five, like, you know, Oh geez. Yeah, there were, there were some, uh, definitely some balls missing for yeah. sure. Right. Every day we'd have to go hunt for them and if they're yeah. underneath the uh, things and drawers and everywhere. Yeah. So of course. that was fun for us. <laughs> and we still have the golf course. We didn't break it down. It's just in our storage now and I'm okay. sure we'll, We'll bust it out for some events or maybe at the markets and things like that. So Oh, that's uh, that's a really great idea. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say maybe that should be like uh, every summer the uh, Strathroy Museum golf tournament. Mini <laughs> golf tournament. <laughs> we wanted the staff, <laughs> like uh, the municipal staff to come over and do a golf tournament because uh, there is the, uh, what's it called? The staff barbecue? 
well, the staff barbecue, but the committee, the like oh, social committee, social yes. committee. That's okay. it. Mm-hmm. And they always do like events like that. So we're like, come play golf. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, I know. Well, you've brought a whole new element in now with golf. So yeah, definitely. And for uh, all of us that grew up with Happy Gilmore, mini golf has a special place in, uh, in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I would have liked to make them like really elaborate too. Some of the holes we we did have a few like trick shots. Like I had a ramp built in, and the way the corners went, and the tunnel was probably the hardest. But like. I think if I was a professional mini golfer, I would have like wanted to build like the windmill uh, in it. Like, right, you know, like, right. Like, classic, <laughs> classic yeah, windmill. Yeah. Classic, yeah. But uh, we did not do any of that. A water. Well, and I mean, oh, water oh, feature. Water fe- oh, water feature. Yeah, <laughs> you could even have it go outside the museum and then back in. There's so I'd be, you know, back all sorts in. of <laughs> yeah. ideas. Ideas yeah. for next time. But I mean, like you said, anything you can do to get you know kids interested in the museum. You know, mini golf is perfect, and at least they're in the door, and they have good yeah. memories of being there. And uh, you know, hopefully, we'll come back. So, yeah, um, exactly. We always try to have some kind of interactive in the museum in the exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one that's in there right now is it's it's simple, but it's fun. It's just like a, a tickle trunk with a bunch of dress up items, and especially coming up to Halloween, it was it was easy to find some fun costume pieces for for kids to right. come and, and try on mm-hmm. and. Dress well, that's uh, there's always that's that so weird important. transition, though. Yeah, of, yeah. So there's a weird transition of kids to like, oh, where's the marbles? Where's the golf? Where's the right? This? Yeah. So they get they get very focused on whatever was in there, and then when we switch it up, they're like, they get a little panicky. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you uh, do you sort of judge that then? Take feedback and uh, think, you know, this worked out well, so we're going to do this thing again next year. Like it, or or how much like how much does that affect your planning? Like if how would people say sort of about that? I'd say it does affect our planning in terms of, I think maybe not necessarily bringing that back because, because our exhibits themes change so much um, that I just think that it's hard to be able to bring them back. It's not hard to be able to bring it out for a special event, which is always fun. And then we know it's going to be popular. And if we say like, Oh, remember the golf course or remember the marble run or things like that, people will then want to come out, which is really nice, but it just shows that, that level of interaction that people are looking for is still wanted. And, and it can be something simple. It doesn't have to be something that's super technology based. Um, you know, it, it, it can be something more hands-on tactile, like, like right. the golf course. Uh, so that does affect our planning and what we know worked in the past. Um, like for next summer, one of the interactives we were kind of thinking about was the, the, um, Building your own building town. your own town because uh-huh. um, oh. in the it's an architectural exhibit next summer, um, and in the past there was a what was it a special event? Or? It was a summer program that we did yeah. during the summer with kids, and uh, we'd have uh, someone from building and planning next door come over and teach the kids how to build their own town. So we have all the bits and pieces for it. Um, so we were hoping to have a table out, and then they could build their own town out on the table, and it would be changing wow. up every pretty much every day, whatever building they build and then take down. And yeah. yeah. So there's things that we know have worked in the past that we adapt for, for another exhibit or for another event. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always something that we think about and look for. That's, uh, that's really cool. I like the idea that build your own town. Like you say, it brings in some different elements of, uh, you know, history and, and also building and whatnot. That's pretty cool. Your museum is pretty active on social media and you have a very, uh, you know, good social media presence. What is the goal 
for a museum with social media? Like, is that just uh, like what what is the goal behind your social media? Um, the goal behind, in my mind, anyway, the goal behind our social media is to just it's a balance between spreading the word of what we're doing and just getting information out there about our programs, about our events, about our exhibit. Um, it's also a mix of you know, we do historical images that we we post about and, and share because we've got so many things in our collection that we don't always get to share. So it's sometimes nice to be able to pull out historical photos or articles from the past and just spread that information. And then there's also the, the fun element. Um, we have a, a volunteer that's just started this new like we were doing fun fact Fridays, but, and which were typically themed around our exhibits as well. But one of our volunteers has started this new one. It literally just went out yesterday. Um, It's thinking Thursday and she's putting out a riddle for, for everybody. And so the answer you get next week with the next riddle, but she's also included a picture from our collection, either a picture like, like a photograph or a picture of an, uh, artifact that we have and that's the clue so it's a fun combination of here's like this fun mental teaser for you but also here's something from our collection you might not have gotten to see so it's it's this balance between just making sure people get information and people also have just like a fun little interactive thing on on the social media so from from technology of social media to sort of not technological you have the walking tours um in Strathroy. How did that sort of come about? Because Strathroy is not a huge town, but, you know, obviously there's some great history there. So how did that sort of come about? Yeah, so the walking tours actually started in downtown Strathroy. So there's heritage trail signs that were erected, oh gosh, 20 years ago now, at least. So that's kind of where they started and originated is with those heritage trail signs. So we would go to each stop and uh, just talk a little bit more about that stop. But the information would be on the sign. And it just kind of evolved from there, adding Mount Bridges, the cemetery, and hopefully next year a few other different uh, um, walking tours. But yeah, originally with the um, Heritage Trail signs. Okay. So the Heritage Trail, then the signs are up all the time sort of thing? Yeah, they were. Um, they're in transition right now. There's a few that, okay. um, due to construction and age, they've been taken down. Um, so we are hoping to relaunch those signs and um, have a bit more, more of a photo history than you know three or four paragraphs of information. Um, and they can find the information elsewhere with either a QR code or just coming to uh, the museum's website or us <laughs> to get more information. Okay. If you always dreamed of visiting the battlefields of Europe, places where Canadian soldiers fought in the First and Second World War, Liberation Tours is an all-Canadian company and your official tour operator for premium guided coach tours to the battlefields of Western Europe, including those in France, Belgium, Holland, Italy, England, and more. It's a pilgrimage of remembrance to walk in the footsteps of soldiers who left their mark of service and sacrifice in the cause of freedom. Every tour also features an expert historian from Canada as your guide. We'll stay in quality hotels, experience wonderful food and wine, all while visiting historic sites in Europe. Take a moment to visit liberationtours.ca today to learn more about 2024 trips. Now, back to the podcast. So, uh, tell me about the new exhibit at the Strathroy Museum. (laughs) It's called Grandma's Attic, and it, I... I really transformed the space into to try and make it feel like an attic. So um, Crystal was away the first week I was installing. And so we I made 
the roof feel more pitched and I made the, the space more narrow and it's darker in there and it's kind of cozy in a way. Cool. And then um, Crystal came back the next week and we were like, okay, let's just start pulling artifacts. <laughs> and, and it was just a really fun exhibit for us to be able to get out a lot of artifacts because we, we have over 35,000 things in our collection. And, and typically with exhibits, you, you can't show that many like I think in right. summer fun we had maybe 20 of our own on average we probably have about 50 of our own artifacts that get out per exhibit very so small exhibit, percentage yeah so small right and so this exhibit we were able to get out we have 300 ish pieces out on display which is really really great and and it was a lot of fun for us to just go through we just kind of had general themes for each case mm -hmm. we we're like yeah let's let's fill this theme with toys right and let's fill this this theme with um, musical instruments and and so it was just a lot of fun for us to be able to go through the collection pick some really cool pieces that hasn't been on display either ever in the museum or or not in many many years mm -hmm. right um so that was the whole point we wanted this exhibit to be featured with all these things from our collection that you would remind you of what's tucked away in your own attic. Right. And you can then also go and be like, Oh, I have this at home. That's been sitting there for 50 years. Right. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's a fun interactive. There's a lot of things in there, a lot to look at some really unique pieces as well. So. So set aside some time. Oh yeah, Crystal. Uh, Crystal didn't like me pulling out all the scary dolls, but I oh. love. I love a good creepy doll as long as you treat them with respect. Right. They're all good. Um, and so we have a whole little. I set up a whole little doll tea party, and they're all in their little outfits, and they're. I think they're so okay. adorable and creepy, and that some does of the sound pretty creepy. Also, yeah, hair and the eyes always freak people out. I think my favorite of... one. The eyes are like looking in two different directions. Mm. <laughs> so. That one's my favorite. Yes, yes. Hmm. Mine's the drawer one. Oh, the the one that this uh, we have one in the drawer that its arm is unfortunately broken off, um, and it it okay. looks because it's lying down. It also looks kind of like it's asleep. I want to yeah. say asleep, not dead. No. Um, but it's very it's very worn. Well, it's a oh. well loved doll yes. from the <laughs> child that had it originally. So if you guys came into the museum in the morning and the dolls had moved. Over the night, I that would be very creepy. Eh? I'm checking <laughs> just yeah. to be safe. You said you think one. Did. I thought one did. Yeah. To be completely honest, I thought one of the heads was at a different angle oh. when I when I came in the other day, and I moved her back, and she's the one I've been watching specifically, just to make sure. But I do look. <laughs> if if they do, I might never come back. <sighs> so <laughs> oh, I don't know what I would actually do if they, if they did. Oh man, the one from the drawers on the floor when you come in one morning, that would probably yeah. be <laughs> that's, that's pretty neat though. Footage on that yeah. one. Oh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But that's cool. It does give like an idea of how many artifacts museums have. Like, you know, you're a smaller museum and you still have that many artifacts. Like that's uh that's incredible. Well, that sounds like a really great exhibit, and if you're in the Strathroy area, definitely worth checking out. Now let's find out what is coming up at the museum over the next few months. We do um, we do have artists that come and do workshops. Um, so we have a couple more regular ones. They're they're never like set dates. We always try to work with their schedules. So we have um, 
Mitchell, uh, who does our Moxon workshops, and he's actually been playing around with some some new themes. So okay. that might be coming down the pipeline. He's just still putting those kits together. And then he was going to reach out and hopefully some kids themed uh-huh. ones too. Uh, he's an Indigenous artist from Chippewa. Okay. And he he's... He's a sweetie pie. He's really he's really fun to work with, and he's really open and can answer any questions that you kind of have. And he he loves to just share his craft. Mm-hmm. And um, he's actually the one that put us in contact with a couple other artists for our workshops. So we have um, another artist that comes and she does a beading workshop, and so that's coming up. She's coming back on November fourth to do a poppy beading and and quill work with porcupine oh, nice. quill. Yeah, um, cool. So we're going to be beating poppies. Uh, so there's only two spots left for that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, for that Great. for that workshop. Um, and then another artist that has just joined our kind of rotation is uh, Steve. He's another uh, another Indigenous artist, and he does paint uh, paint workshops. So we had his first one here, which was mm-hmm. I think a lot of fun. And and his are also good for the whole family. Like we did have some children there okay. with their grandparents, and and it's really for all ages and all skill levels. You don't have to be a, a very high level artist. No. For, right. For him. <laughs> yeah. That's all about having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then on behalf of Steve, like he actually had the opportunity to design uh, London's orange shirt uh, this year. So okay. um, he was able to have that and it had strawberries on it. It was very colorful. Yeah. So that's his main um topic is strawberries I think. He, yeah, yeah he really does like to, to do the strawberries we have a couple of his pieces in our gift shop as well um and definitely the strawberries have i've had already a couple people ask mm-hmm. me about the strawberries and one of them's also sparkly so i feel like that also gets people's yes. attention <laughs> yeah. definitely definitely yeah so those are, are some of the workshops that we we have typically within our rotation um we, we also have been partnering with the local uh, Strathroy Art Group. Um, they're from more than just Strathroy, but their official name is the Strathroy Art Group. And they uh, are partnered with us for our PA Day programs, the one that we just had in October on the 6th, and then the one that's coming up November 17th. So they come and we've been hosting them to do art workshops with, with the kids for your PA okay. Day programs. Um, so that's that's been fun. I'm hoping so we had a we had a murder mystery party over the I summer. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That was so much uh, fun. So popular. So popular. Yeah. It sold out really quickly. It was catered as well. Um Alice oh, great. in town. Uh, she does catering too. Mm-hmm. And so she came and, and did a whole spread. Um, so it was really popular. So I'd like to be able to do another one. The only thing was that um so we had a summer student that actually wrote the entire thing and it took her oh, wow like three weeks because that's impressive she had character <laughs> she had to make all of the connections write everybody's stories um so for us to be able to to develop a whole new one um would take some time or we could just use the old one but just put it so anyone that did it before won't be able to do it again right so. right <laughs> and then another idea was an escape room oh yeah uh, just okay. because of our this exhibit if it when it comes down it's kind of a good uh setup in there to do an escape room um, so, and that will also launch into our next uh, exhibit called Cipher Decipher. So mm-hmm. that's kind of um, a coding and things. So yeah. oh, it would have a good fit that way. Mm-hmm. But that's a idea for early next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely uh, keep me posted on that for sure. Yeah. I, I just love how you guys always have something 
like going on. Like there's always something cool going on there. I, you know, obviously I follow you on social media and there's always, I'm always like, wow, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. We, we really try to, we're trying to like think outside the box with some things. I mean, lots of museums, I, I've been seeing it become more of a trend for things like escape rooms mm-hmm. or, yeah. and lots of museums do host workshops and stuff, but there's, there's some things that we're trying you know, that are new to us here too. So sometimes they work, sometimes they have some hiccups, but we just roll with the punches and we figure it out and make it better for next time, right? That's that's all you can do, yeah. And you have a scary walk coming up, I understand. It's not scary. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's scary. It's Not um, as scary as the dolls. Not as scary as... (laughs) Well, I I would say so, but I mean... So it's going to be... I mean, Crystal can talk about it too, but it's going to be in the Strathbury Cemetery at night. And so if you're, so that in itself is a bit um, scary, scary, I guess, but it's not like we chase you with chainsaws or something like, like, it's not like a jump scare thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We talk more about Victorian culture and how they dealt with death and funerals and in itself that way, people think that might be a little morbid or scary. Um, talking about having picnics in the cemetery and how people would have um, funerals in their homes and things like that. So it's just talking about a different time and how people dealt with death at a different time. So, but at dark at night in a cemetery, that can be considered Mm -hmm. a little, a little scary for sure. And we, we stop at some fun graves. Some of them (laughs) are are less fun, but some of them are. (laughs) Yeah. We talk about we just have interesting stories yeah. that are a little bit darker, a little bit more right. macabre. That we we do have our normal cemetery walking tours, and that we we kind of cover more some prominent family members or just kind of practices in general, and and the cemetery in general. And so that one's more, I guess they're both educational, but the, yeah. the spooky one we focus on those darker stories and, right. and we do say it is for all ages but parental discretion because <laughs> <laughs> we do talk about we do talk about murder yeah we do right. talk about um some sad deaths sad deaths yeah, yeah. um and uh yeah some other things <laughs> i don't want to give away <laughs> well, no, you can't give it all away <laughs> but there is no chainsaw jumping so we, no we can, we can assure that so. no not, none of that we're not going to chase you around the cemetery <laughs> Well, there you have it, the latest from the Strathroy Museum, and it's always uh, fun talking to Michelle and Crystal, and they really have a nice atmosphere at the museum. Um, if you know, if you stop in for a visit, it's uh, it's a very welcoming place, and you know the exhibits and interactivity, um, everything is really second to none. So, you know, if you're in the Strathroy area, um, you know, check it out. And for those of you who do live in the Strathroy area, uh, that's pretty cool. You're uh, very lucky to have such a great little. Um, local museum and real hub for local history and you know leading up to halloween here if uh if anybody wants a bit of a fright um obviously they have the cemetery walk that they uh michelle and crystal just described so that sounds like it'll be a great time and you know if you uh want to check out some creepy dolls like who doesn't want to go check out some creepy dolls and they have lots of those apparently right now as well at the museum so Anyways, yeah, go check it out, and uh, I appreciate Michelle and Crystal coming on the show today. It's sort of staying in the same theme of Halloween and uh, things that are just a little bit uh, spooky. The next episode of the Marathon of History podcast I have back on um, someone who's a fairly regular guest, 
and a contributor to Marathon of History magazine. Uh, of course, Stephanie McMullen, the community historian at Grey Roots and Old Sound. And Stephanie's going to talk about a few um, spooky stories from Grey Bruce and uh, one story in particular that, uh, you know, after after listening to the podcast uh, or, or talking to Stephanie, it really is like a true crime story from Grey Bruce, um, sort of a controversial uh, murder case from back in the 1880s. So, you know, if you're sort of into uh, detective type stuff and want to hear some uh, sort of a tragic but very interesting story um, about crime, check out the next episode of the Marathon of History podcast. Of course, it'll be coming out next week. So um, I will post when that is ready. Before we close, I sincerely want to thank each and every person who listens to Marathon of History podcast or uh, goes to marathonofhistory.ca and checks out the magazine or some of the work I have going on. Um, I have a few great projects coming up. Uh, I can't say a whole lot yet, but they're, uh, I'm really excited about it. So, um, But no, I, I truly appreciate everybody. Um, you know, this is a small podcast and Marathon of History is a small company, but uh, it's growing. And we've got some, like I said, some great things. And um, I just can't thank each and every one of you enough for listening and supporting. So thank you very much and have a great week.